thank you again for clicking on that play button to listen in to the Market Like a Queen Season 2 podcast show. This is episode number four. And today you're going to hear from Joanne Allen, the general manager at Club E in College Park, Georgia. Before we get started with her interview, let me remind you again that you can check out all of the podcast show, uh, show pages and the archives at podcast.marketlikeaqueen.com. That's podcast.marketlikeaqueen.com. And when you go over there, you'll also be able to access anything, uh, any other ways that you can listen to the show besides just through our website, such as iTunes or Stitcher. So I hope that you go check that site out at podcast.marketlikeaqueen.com and follow the blog. Then that way you'll get email updates and be able to keep up with what's going on with the show season to season. This is our final episode for season two. Let's listen to what Joanne is talking about for us today. When I was growing up, I have um, two sisters and four brothers. And my oldest sister was um, my mentor. I mean, I looked up to her for everything, and she was so good to me. She loved me like a little sister should be loved. And I had an older brother that did the same for me. And, of course, I'm daddy's girl, so I consider myself spoiled. <laughs> Lived a very charmed life. And in saying that, not to glorify anything, but charming and I came I grew up in a small historical town Georgetown South Carolina that's where I'm from and my dad worked at the paper mill he worked there for 48 years and never missed a day of work in his life and he also gardened so the garden was a means of you know um providing food for the family, but not only for my family, for the neighborhood. So my mom and dad were entrepreneurs. My mom sold for the public, and that's how she made her um, income. That was her job until my youngest brother grew up and got started school. And then she worked for the police department for several years. But I looked at what my parents did and the way that I grew up. It was a very simple life. We were poor, but we had everything that we needed, including a lot of love in the family. So we're very close. It's seven of us, and everybody's still here. My mom and dad are still living. My mom is 87. My dad is 89. So in saying all of that, I took what I, what I learned growing up in words of wisdom from my parents about living your life in a way that was always pleasing to God. It's all about integrity and humility, you know, for them. And it's certainly the same um, things that I, you know, truly am passionate about. In raising children and having to take them to different activities and places, always had a passion for them. And not only that, being able to give back to my community. And my daughter was bullied when she was in high school, in, in middle school, in high school. And I didn't find that out until after she graduated from college. She shared that with me. And I was thinking, wow, you know, we were providing the best life that we could. But she was just bullied and, you know, scared. So part of the reason that we sat down and we were talking about doing something we were both passionate about. And that's how we pretty much, you know, started the organization. We prayed about it. We put it before God. And we stayed in prayer about it. And he opened the doors for us to just gravitate towards you know, pursuing having an organization. Mm -hmm. And um, 
we started out with two girls in my sister's garage, <laughs> and they were faithful and committed, and then other girls started coming on, and we would tell friends or members at the church, and that's how we started growing. Mm -hmm. And God has blessed us over the years with um, space that was provided at no charge. I worked as the board president for Habitat for Humanity, um, the South Fulton affiliate, mm -hmm. and we were able to have space in, in the building and it was just phenomenal. And doors just kept opening for us. And we won the business plan competition and that's how we got here at Clubby oh, wow. after we met Bob. So we won uh, a year's um, us rent for, for, for one year, and we also won $5,000 for our organization mm -hmm. that we could use in clubby dollars to help, you know, promote our program. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, that's really wonderful to hear how you all have gotten your funding. See, a lot of people start their, their um, businesses or not-for-profit businesses and with a lack mentality, and they don't feel that they have what they need, that they don't feel that they can get it, you know. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say to somebody who's in a position to uh, do something that's a big vision that they feel is beyond their reach? What would you say to them to encourage them? I would say um, definitely be in prayer about what you want to do. You know, if I mean, if you're a Christian and you're passionate about what you're doing, passion first for me is one of the seven mindsets. But you should not pursue it if you're not passionate about it because you won't be successful. You lose interest and you won't build any momentum because it is a lot of work. It is truly a sacrifice. And so I just praise God and I thank him for giving me the, the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to um, pursue my passion. But not only that, be humble enough to ask questions. If you don't understand something or you don't know what direction to go, just ask. No one can help you if they don't know what you need. And so by having that mindset and being open to criticism, you know, you still have the last say-so. But be open for criticism and try to find ways that you could definitely network with other people. Since I've been at Clubby, we have several nonprofits here. I, don't, I can't even tell you how many, but I, I know at least 20 or more. And I've been able to share my knowledge in the things that I've gone through you know, board development and um, being able to get sponsorships and partnerships from businesses and organizations is very important that you get out in the community and introduce yourself to people so that they'll get to know who you are. Absolutely. Get out. Mm -hmm. Get out of that house. Mm -hmm. Get from behind that computer. Mm -hmm. Get out and talk to people who may, um, you know, one of the things that you said that I picked up on is you said when you met Bob Johnson. Tell me how you met him. I met Bob when I saw an ad in the South Fulton Neighbor, which is the neighborhood paper that they toss in your yard. And I saw a small ad there. I had been very ill during that time. But I called the number, I called my daughter, and I said, I see this ad in the paper about a business plan competition. And she said, Ma, she said, well, just call and find out, you know, what's going on. So I called, and Bob um, answered the phone. I told him I'd seen the ad, and he told me what to do. So we set up an appointment, and we came over and met him and brought some information that he had requested. And um, the meeting went very well. And at that time, Club E was um, being built it was not completed. They had um, gutted out the old furniture store and was refurbishing the building. So it took a lot of work, but it was truly a labor of love to see the finished product and to be sitting here where I'm sitting here. Mm -hmm. 
So when, what I heard you say was that you saw information, you were inspired, sounds like you were inspired yes. to take action. Yes. You didn't ignore it. You didn't say, oh, I'm in pain or I don't feel good. I'm not going to do this right now. You took mm-hmm. action. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, in my opinion, a lot of people miss out on the blessings that they've been praying for, not because God's not answering, mm-hmm. but because either they're not listening or they're not acting after they hear. What do you think about that? You are absolutely right, because in 2007, I retired from Delta Airlines after 28 years of service, and I knew it was time for me to go because I prayed and I asked God to show me a way to just be able to leave there with dignity and to pursue, you know, something that I really wanted to do. And he did that. He opened up the doors and it has not been one moment of regret for me. I um, truly feel honored to be blessed with leading these young people and seeing the success stories, being a part of their success stories and the passion that they have and really helping them to decide what it is that they really want to do, what they want to do, not what their parents want them to do, but what they're passionate about. Because I truly feel that whatever it is that one enjoys, that there is opportunities to, to make money from doing just about anything. If you market like a queen, like you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When you are led by the king of kings, yes. you are his queen. Oh, yes. Just listen, you know, yes. and step out and let go of that fear. Yes. What Did you have any fears or, or doubts or did you feel like you just didn't have what you needed when you first got started? No, I never had um, any doubt or any fear. I had a major medical um, condition that I was dealing with in the midst of finding out about Club B and the business plan competition, but it was it was very um, hard to just get out of the bed. I was bedridden for for a year, for one solid year. But within that time, I would pray and ask God to give me the strength just to get up and come to these meetings. And I came. I'd get up. I would come to the meetings. I would go back home and get right into bed. And my husband would say, I just don't believe you. You are just amazing. And I, but I kept on holding on to God's unchanging hands because he had made a promise to us. And I had no idea what the outcome was going to be. But when it all happened, I just all I could do was praise him and thank him. Amen, amen. I totally agree with everything that Joanne shared. And I, my prayer for you is that if you're out there and you're struggling with physical pain, with emotional pain, with financial pain, whatever it is that's trying to block you and stop you, just hold on to God. Trust Him. He will help you make it through this thing. He will get you to the other side. Jesus was in that boat. And the disciples were scared that they were not going to make it to the other side. But he said to them, we're going to make it to the other side before they got in the boat. Have faith. Have big faith. You can do this. All right. So to check out the podcast show pages, go to podcast.marketlikeaqueen.com. Thanks again for listening. God bless you. And bye-bye.